Welcome to the Dealmakers Coffee Break, where we talk to industry pros about their success stories, deals, and market insights in just enough time for you to enjoy a cup of coffee. So grab your mug and join us for a chat with the people behind the deals. I'm Asaf Raz. Let's go. Welcome to the new and improved version of the Dealmakers Coffee Break Edition. Today, we have Paul Thompson. He's the consultant fund manager helping investors grow their wealth and freedom in real estate. Uh, Paul has been a part of so many podcasts I can't even count, a Bigger Pockets podcast, a real estate syndication show, et cetera, et cetera. I wrote an amazing book called Escape, which I'm really intrigued to hear about in this episode. And yeah, Paul, please take it away. Tell us about yourself. Our listeners are really eager to hear about you and in this first edition of the Dealmakers Coffee Break. Thanks for having me. I didn't know I was the inaugural guest, so I'm, I have to make a lasting impression is the pressure that I'm feeling right now. So yeah, I used to be a corporate drone. I worked at a Fortune 500 company. I worked for several of them. I happen to live in Little Rock, Arkansas, where some of those companies are headquartered and had an okay life, but I was not free. I, I always had to go to work in order to pay my bills. And after, I don't know, 15 years of climbing the corporate ladder, I realized that my ladder had been against the wrong wall the whole time. And so I came to the realization, had, had this wake up call moment where I realized that if I didn't build some sort of equity for myself, then I wouldn't ever buy my time back. So I was in this pattern of exchanging my time for money, but I needed to change the script and exchange my money for time. And I didn't have enough money to do that at the time. So I had to figure out a way to, to generate income while I slept. And I found real estate to be my path to do so. That's really incredible. And I know you have a few topics that you're very strong on talking about. And here's some of your current investment background. Like, what are you doing right now, especially with what's happening in the market? Just to like sure. understand what is your vision? How are you building your wealth or what you have calling it generational wealth with real right. estate? And also, this is the, the opportunity for a shameless plug. We have other GPs, investors, um, mm-hmm. institutional investors listening to this podcast. So it's a great place for a shameless plug to to tell us about yourself. And again, most specifically on creating wealth, long-term generational wealth, and purpose-driven mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, uh, which is, I think, the three drivers that you that you have. It is. You know that perfectly. Yeah. So I cut my teeth in single family, and that was a way to get some immediate cash flow enough to cover my living, basic living expenses. But that's not going to generate generational wealth. That's probably not going to really change my economic status that much. So I have switched from growing and building a single family portfolio to doing commercial projects. And so basically it's the same principles. You just add a couple of zeros to it. And you typically, you have to do these with partners because the projects are too big to do by yourself, unless you're a Rockefeller or something. So I have found a business partner in Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I've looked around and found that Dallas is one of the fastest growing markets. It has lots of available cheap land that's being converted from agricultural to commercial projects, specifically multifamily. And so my big push right is doing ground up development and basically converting agricultural land that's being gobbled up by this kind of this growing amoeba that is Dallas-Fort Worth. And so I'm investing in the path of progress in the third fastest growing county in the country, the U.S., 
as Collin County. And that's my acre of diamonds. Like I have no intention of going anywhere besides there until the market changes. And so that's what I find to be the opportunity in the marketplace. Go to where there are lots of people continuing to inflow. And there's a housing shortage. There's an affordable housing shortage there. And so we're doing workforce housing for like teachers and firefighters and police officers. That's really interesting. That's actually super interesting. I've been to I've been to Dallas, I think a little bit less than a year ago at IMN. So it was really interesting to see how we were sleeping, I think about a 10, 15 minute walk from where IMN was located. And mm -hmm. while walking, even those 15 minutes of walking, I went through like this change of neighborhoods, right? So I started in a neighborhood that wasn't very well built. It was only like one or two story mm -hmm. buildings. It wasn't like those multifamily complexes you would see or someone right. like you would invest in. And then I start walking and slowly changes around me. You'd see those buildings. All of a sudden you have a couple of Starbucks yeah. and schools it's, it, and hotels. So it was, it's so interesting. And I think in Dallas, you really see the change that is coming from re proper real estate investing and creating mm -hmm. affordable housing wherever there's a shortage and a, a big inflow of people who are looking mm -hmm. to move. So it's really interesting. And I like that concept. How are you dealing right now with, and I think it's the, the question that everybody's asking, there's a, a interest rate the market, super, interest rate is super high. It's harder to raise mm -hmm. capital, specifically debt and getting those, those ranges of debt we were used to where I can every year I'll do my bridge loan and I'll be fine. I can get better terms or better rates. Yeah. It's not the case anymore. And I think yeah, it's, it's, it's changed, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So how would you, how do you treat the situation? How do you deal with it? What's interesting is you use the term, the interest rates now are super high. They're high compared to what they were a few years ago. They're not super high, really. This is probably what interest rates should be. And it's been artificially low for almost a generation, for at least the last 14 years, 15 years. It's been artificially low because of what happened to 2008. And so if you look back at the history of interest rates, we're actually at the, the even kill point that it makes sense for an economy to have interest rates at this level. So it isn't that obscure or weird of a scenario as it feels like because of our recency bias of what we've seen. We've gotten used to having basically money be effectively free. It's like 3% or less. And that's just not sustainable in the long term. And, and the Fed knows it and they're trying to, they've been trying to manage that for a long time. And now they have a reason and perhaps even a good reason to push interest rates back up to more of a normal level. And it is a little harder than it was a few years ago to raise debt. So when you're raising debt now, you're not going on a multifamily project, you're not going to get the 67% loan to value products, you're going to get the 50 to 60% loan to value products. So that means you have to make up the difference either in how you purchase the property, maybe you sell owner financing and, or you got to raise more equity and equity is more expensive than debt. So really, if you're an equity investor in an LP, perhaps this is probably the golden years. If, because now you get more, a bigger piece of the pie and you can control more real estate without having, or without the sponsors being able to get an 80% loan to value loan and you have one tenth of the project. Yeah, that's, I've heard a lot of great aspects as to what's up with interest rate and right. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, they're super high. But the, when I talk to 08 veterans that have been to this market long enough and felt right. and felt how, or seen how it looks like when everything really falls, yeah. they say exactly what you say. Like it's where it should be right now. Yeah. I think it really scared a few people. And I think the most important part here is to look at the GPs that actually thought that it's going to be that bull run forever. And, and we're seeing that these ones are really struggling right now. So it's really interesting to see you're dealing with that. So would, I would love to hear a little bit about maybe your latest deal. 
Um, mm-hmm. You can choose any other deal that has a great story attached to it. I think that in, when telling those stories, it's a really great way to connect to how you do that, but also gives people sure. an overview or perspective of how you run your business. Sure. I have a really fun story. So I was doing a development project and we were in a smaller market outside of DFW and we wanted to do a little bit of a test with it. So we wanted to do a small-ish project. So we bought only 23 acres and we were going to put 13 one-acre, 15 one-acre lots on it because it didn't have sewer. And so you can, with one-acre lots, you can use septic. So we were going to do like ranchettes out, out in the country. Good model, easy project to get in and out of learn your team. I was working with a new engineer. So I was just trying to figure out how to do this. Lo and behold, there's a creek that runs through the property that our engineer and us too missed that it was had so much water that flows through it. So it wasn't that it was that big. It was just that there was so much water going through it that the cost of the bridge to cross the creek was three or four, maybe five times as high as we thought. So when you only have 15 lots to spread that expense over, it becomes at best a break-even project. So like, okay, when you have lemons, how do you make lemonade? It became one of those situations. We're like, well, we need density. That's a very sour lemon. (laughs) Yeah, it was a very sour lemon. It was a rotten lemon, (laughs) but it was. So we're like, okay, how can we solve for this? We need more density. So what are the options for density? We can do townhomes. Um, can, and can, you know, like, can we get some sort of variance for septic on a smaller footprint kind of situation? And we found an option that's called a package plant, which is a ability in Texas. This is not all state to do this, but Texas allows it where you can build an on-site water waste removal system. It's an on-site sewer and it's called a package plant. And it actually solves a lot of problem for, problems for us because now we can have super high density. So we can do multifamily, we can do duplexes, we can do townhomes. And there is some cost to putting this in there, but there are programs in Texas that you can get some subsidies from the local city. They raise a bond. And this is this, this whole process. It's very technical and I'm still learning it, but it's basically, it's a way of raising a bond so that the future owners, the future people, the future residents of this development in part pay back the cost of the public in- infrastructure. So that's in the middle and we've hired an attorney and we've worked with an administrator that, that does this kind of stuff. And we've, we're working with the city to approve this whole setup. And so what we've done is we've created a model now that I look at land completely differently, knowing that at least in Texas, I can do this play because I can build public infrastructure that everybody wants, that the cities don't have the money and time to go and build themselves in many cases. And we can supplement that with our own package plant and get paid back a big portion of what we put into it in the development. And we just stumbled across this. If we had not had this surprise creek that had this expensive bridge, then we would have never come across this. And so we named the project Hidden Creek Village because it was a good enough name, right? It's a perfect name. It's a perfect name. It really shows like the project. It's amazing. It's such a great story. And I was thinking about this while you were talking about the fact that this was a play that you wouldn't notice if you haven't had the situation happen. Yeah. I think you're big on coaching. You do a lot of coaching. I see that you're helping a lot of people mm-hmm. create that generational wealth as well. And I think like the way that it happened to you, a lot of sponsors, a lot of real estate, real estate firms or GPs that are running those deals could encounter these kind of situations, not only in Texas, every sure. state in every state in North America. And I think my bigger sure. question is, what is your advice to 
be able to either avoid or pivot on, on the mm-hmm. situation. There's a safety in a multitude of counselors. So it really helps to ask the questions and bounce it off a lot of really smart people. And you may not get the answer you need from just one of those people. But when we were shopping around looking for our options and just thinking like, we, this is not an option. We can't hope this is going to work. We have to make this work somehow. And so we just started asking questions like, why, like people say, you can't do that. You can't do it. Why can't you do it? Because it's too expensive. Then we can do it. It's just too expensive. How expensive is it? I don't know, but it's just really expensive. And you go and do the research and it, yeah, it's expensive, but it's less expensive than paying an extraordinary amount of money to pull sewer to this particular property. And it would take five years. So we could raise the capital, build this package plant, make this project happen now, or at least in the very near term. And we had to like piece that together from a variety of people. And and we just had to put the question to the engineers in a different way. And so like, like we're not asking you if we can do this. We're telling us, tell us how we can do it and how much. And then we'll just we'll tell you if it's a good thing or not. And that's engineers are are very good at what they do, but they answer the question that they're asked. So you have to get better at asking better questions so that they hear the right set of instructions. And like talking to a professional engineer, often like a civil engineer is like talking to a robot sometimes because they're the, you send them down a path and they'll just go and calculate. And we made the mistake of asking the question the wrong way. And they size this package plant to, to, hand, to cover the entire watershed. And it was like $33 million. Whoever said that? So we want to cover our development, not the watershed. The watershed's almost at a county size. No way we want it. That's nuts. They're like, oh. And then they shaved it down and it was like $5 million. That's, oh, you just got to ask the right questions. We promised 15 minutes-ish episodes. So this mm-hmm. is a great opportunity for you for what we call a shameless plug, which means you can mm-hmm. talk about anything you want, present anything you want. If you're looking for something specifically mm-hmm. right now, we got our listener base is really growing when people have been able to get great networking and connections through the podcast. So if there's anything specific you're looking for or anything you want to offer, this is the time of place. Sure. Sure. So I, best place to find me is my website, pauldavidthompson.com. You can add it to the show notes. And I'm currently actively running a fund where I, I'm raising capital for, and I'm actually have projects for which I'm raising capital for. So if some of these ideas interest you and you would like to co-GP or LP with me, these are all 506C so I can publicly talk about them. If any of those projects are interesting and you want to talk shop, then look me up on my website, pauldavidthompson.com. That's amazing, Paul. Thank you so much for making it to the episode. We'll see you on the next episode of the Dealmakers Coffee Break. Paul Thompson, thank you so much for the time and for being in our episode. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Check out more episodes on the Dealmakers podcast available on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and Agora's website at agorareal.com slash podcast. See you in the next episode.